I'm Nicola. And I'm Jay Percy. And welcome to the Afro Animist Podcast. We are two Abir women and animist conjurers exploring witchcraft, healing and psychedelics. The Afro Animist Podcast explores the secular through the spiritual, discussing life experiences through a sacred lens. Here you'll get to hear talk about philosophy, metaphysics, occultism, shamanism, culture, healing, nature, animism, the arts, conspiracies, psychedelics and witchcraft. Nothing is off the table in these discussions which aim to get to the heart of what it means to be spiritual and Afro-diasporic in an increasingly sterile, authoritarian and Eurocentric world. As Afro-Caribbean millennial Londoners, we keep it real whilst exploring the biggest mysteries of our multiverse. Join us in holding this space to cry, laugh, debate, build community and tear down oppressive structures. I see you there, you're like limbering up for this episode. That's quite funny. As you can see today, I'm in my bedroom because my partner has the living room ridiculous getting kicked out of my own space but i'm gonna be moving soon so i'm gonna have a whole oh room gosh, to myself which is babe, always gonna be I'm with you. i've already got them filming. we should get some green screen i've already got them in my amazon basket <laughs> i got the whole setup like, the whole setup you can have ready witchy to go effects in the background <laughs> <laughs> welcome 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 you beautiful beautiful being of the multiverse uh to the afro animist podcast you are here today with me jay percy the artist yes i'm nicola today i don't know if you listened to the last episode i wasn't sure who i was but i'm pretty sure my name is nicola she's pretty sure she's nicola today <laughs> We are talking about the utter ritual. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not editing anything. This is going out just like this. (laughs) Do you want to try this again? Life ain't perfect, guys. Uh, Okay, there's going to be a moment of awkward stare Um, at the camera. That's fine. Hi. We, we are mere human beings who like to engage in rituals. But what do we mean by ritual? Well, this is, this is again, it's like multi... I think it's a very multi-layered thing, ritual. I think it seems like... When you say the word ritual, to, to my mind, and I think probably to, to many people's minds, mm-hmm. what comes up to you is like some freaking like sacred circle in like some big woods or in like a church or something and those are candles everywhere robes yeah. robes are definitely a part of that image so someone's in there's, there's definitely, definitely a robe, robe somewhere and maybe nakedness as well i don't know this is just what it sounds like to me ritual <laughs> and people just mumbling there might be yeah, fire. fire definitely fire. there'll be all the, obviously all the elements there'll probably be some crazy mumblings in like some latin or aramaic or some, <laughs> something crazy and you know <laughs> then yeah that to me is kind of is funny because that isn't what I believe ritual is, but that's kind of what is brought up. Right. But for you know, for me, ritual I feel like is part of life. Full stop. Like just as human beings, mm. um, everything I do in a day, and that isn't because I've like um, it is. I don't get up in the day and go, okay, well you know now everything I do is going to be a ritual. But I feel like you can step back and you can look. Yeah. at like what the what rituals are and what they do and then recognize that pretty much everything you do in your life is ritualistic so brushing your teeth brushing your hair making your breakfast picking the clothes you're gonna wear like prepping yourself for your day all of that mm. kind of stuff actually I feel like falls very much into the category of ritual of re- repetition you know um before I mm. blah blah on too much you say something about it Oh, I just think you say like this this idea of repetition mm. while you're sort of saying all of these different rituals my mind for anything automatically goes to like what's the pattern what's the pattern of setting your teeth back to day one you know nice clean um perfectly shiny never having touched food what's what's the point of you brushing your hair for it to sit in a certain way it's it's like all of these things seem to be like individual ways of finding your like zero zero right latitude longitude 
so you're, you're, you're trying to in a ritual in any of these moments trying to it, it like reach your your most divine self it's like approaching divinity i guess maybe is that why they say cleanliness is next to godliness yeah probably it's only just probably. like yeah. i love thinking about cleanliness yeah. in that way so okay we're already going to go on a tangent but <laughs> <laughs> first tangent <laughs> We're going to start inviting you to take shots every time we go off on a Oh, yes, please. I mean, then that will be all that is happening, just shots being taken, because I think we're pretty much all yeah. about the tangent. <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. The tangent literally came in and just took away the whole freaking thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I really do like thinking about cleanliness in that way, because we have all those things where we're you know taught about it like cleanliness is closer to god mm. and i don't feel like that i mean obviously it can literally mean the physical dirt that's on your body but i from my understanding of mm. the nature of water and the reason and how we use it it's a deeper it's not just about being physically clean it's about being mm. spiritually clean and clean through and through um and that is really really important i think just even thinking in an energetic way so if you're thinking in an energetic way so even if you're thinking about, um, so if you're thinking about it in a spiritual way, and we talk about cleaning ourselves a lot in a spiritual way because we're talking about the kind of energetic effect of mm. everything on you and everything in the world has this electromagnetic field which interacts with each other all the time. So, um, you know, we can we use water to clean that as well, to clean like the spiritual energy. Um, and I think when it comes to ritual, mm. it's about, that cleanliness is important because it's about giving yourself the space to feel completely you. When you're doing rituals, you're usually trying to create change or uh, a certain understandings about things. So it, you really want to go into mm. that being as clean kind of physically and spiritually as you possibly can be for that moment so that you can feel the way that you really feel so that you can also then feel the change that is created by doing that ritual and feel all that differences without all the other shit on top mm. of you. And does that make sense? Not really yeah. a tangent. It does make sense. <laughs> yeah, because if you're literally carrying around like the physical, physical grime of your de of the day to day, like taking a, that layer off to get back to the, I guess the the core of you, who you are, away from all of that pollution and grime, that that to me is an important part of the ceremony because uh, it, it's setting yourself up to be the perfect ground for attracting the good that you're trying to attract yeah, exactly so do you feel like you do any rituals on like a day-to-day -day? like just yeah i can start with the really mm -hmm. mundane so on a daily basis i always get up and then i'm not ready to get out of bed so knowing that i feel this way in the mornings i started to make the best of that time so instead of getting out of bed or instead of just falling back to sleep right away i make sure i take that time in the morning to breathe like do some really deep breathing exercises um literally just lying in bread be <laughs> bread lying in bed all i'm doing is breathing in breathing out and like watching the breath um and then sometimes i might start to bring in some like aspirational thoughts like today um you're going to deal with conflict conflict gracefully or you know gonna you know things in an office that you have to battle with like that grind down your soul like i set my affirmation to how i'm going to tackle those things in a positive way using positive framing i don't really speak out loud i will just think through these things as i'm breathing that's um that's a big part for me in terms of getting up in my morning and feeling centered because at the moment, I've just got so many things to one side of my bed. I can't like get out of bed and just put my feet on the floor, which I feel is just, it's such an important thing to be able to get out of bed and metaphorically have your feet on the ground. I don't have that because I'm in between, I, I'm about to move to a bigger place right now. Um, so that sets me off before I go and like brush my teeth. And while I'm brushing my teeth, I'm tend to be thinking through my day and like positively framing what I'm going to see and experience throughout my day. 
Um, I might do a little speaking in the mirror before, like affirmations, before I then go on to have my breakfast. Um, and I tend to have the same breakfast every morning. At the moment, I'm really loving like blueberry. So making sure every breakfast has that, those. And then I try and go for a walk and then get to work. That's my working week. Um, that it feels forced. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm having to do some of these things because I'm not doing what I really want to do, which is like sleep till I roll out of bed and then go for a long walk and then come back and do like the work I love. I have to be at my desk at a certain time, if that makes sense. Those rituals, even though they feel forced, they are so necessary right now for me. Working in an office as someone who is as creative as myself, I, I feel like, you know, if I was doing something more creative, um, I'd feel a little more like myself. So I have to put like rituals in place in the mornings to keep myself feeling my, like myself while I'm doing something that myself wouldn't do. Does that make that sense? That I don't feel like my true self would do this, but you have to. So you do what you that have to do. That makes complete amount of sense. And I love that you've actually spoken about that and, and, and actually how you framed the ritual aspect of those things so simply, because it can be like ritual can seem like such a big dramatic thing and actually it doesn't have to be like so mm. simply you wake up as soon as you're you become awake you think or you try and you you, you try and manifest the day, the day that you want gosh I can't speak um mm. and that it's such a simple <laughs> thing like lying down and just doing that prep for yourself or doing those reminders for yourself those mantras for yourself is so I feel like such an mm. important thing to do and so simple and I think for for you dear listener hearing this when if you're thinking about how difficult it could be to get into ritual I think what we really love I know I do anyway like is scaling this stuff back to make it actually work in real modern life because we don't live 500 years ago in a fucking forest with like all the natural resources that we need and like all that understanding and that connection we don't that isn't our reality so (laughs) this stuff does need to be adjusted for modern life and like you're talking about most of us do have to even even if it's not for our entire lives do certain things that we don't want to do especially in regards to work so how are you supporting yourself Mm. you know and that's why we do ritual we do rituals to support ourselves you know how are you supporting yourself to be able Mm. to get through that and make it work for you in the way that you need it to while you have to be in that process and that even talking about jay specifically Mm. so like it's in the last like year and a half of knowing jay as well it's like her growth has been insane with this stuff like even where she's at now with moving into this new place and just the levels of manifestation babe are insane and I know that it's been stressful for you as well I know that you've been literally banging your head against a fucking wall doing stuff that you don't want to do and it's even harder when you're doing that when you know what you want to do you know so I don't know I just I have so much respect for that journey that you've been on with it like and you're you're fucking smacking it babe smacking it um thank you so much what do you feel like you're doing on a daily basis that feels because I know I speak to you all the time about ritual and even the obvious and you're like I don't feel I do much but when you explain to me what you're doing it always feels like that feels quite ritualistic are you understanding what you're doing yeah here? I think I have a I'm, a I'm one of those funny people who I do a lot of things but then like turn around and say oh, I don't I don't do anything <laughs> and sometimes yeah. I don't do things the way I want to do them so then in my head I haven't done them yeah. but the reality is you discount it entirely exactly. yeah um I feel like my life is quite ritualistic full stop I just feel like I'm naturally quite like that and because I've been into this stuff mm. f- for literally forever it's always been a big massive interest in mine I'm always I've always had an awareness of kind of like what's about what's around the moon the stars all that kind mm. of shit and I think when you think about things like that then for me anyway, sometimes it makes my more mundane actions more purposeful, um, yeah. if that makes sense. So like, and I did, yeah. I have had so, I have had so many beautiful lessons on this as well from teachers. So my shamanic teacher's teacher, for example, I went to, um, I've done some work with her. I went to meet her one time. She was doing a talk in London. Um, she's from Ecuador. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that, 
I mean, she said some things that probably lots of people wouldn't be able to agree with <laughs> nowadays, but she's from a very different culture. Um, but she was saying, you know, everything is ritual and it's so important, even like, especially as a woman to realize that everything is ritual. And she's the first person who made me realize that when I get up and brush my teeth in the morning, that repetitive action is mm-hmm. a ritual. It's a ritual of self-care and it's a ritual that if I want, I can be fully present with. And if you can think yeah. about the simplicity of those rituals like that, like it's moments to be fully present. So if I'm brushing my teeth, you know, you think about your morning, you might get up, you might have your shower, brush your teeth, have your breakfast, whatever, but you can do all those things completely like not paying attention to it. Just mindlessly, mindlessly yeah. thinking about what you've got to do in the afternoon or whatever. But if you can sit, stand there and brush your teeth in that two minutes, you're li- actually just dedicated to the action of brushing your teeth. Your mind is focused on that. Then it's actually is kind of like a meditation. It's like practicing, like yeah. bringing that mind in and having it solely focused. And then also what comes from that, for me, and this is going to sound crazy, that even something as simple as brushing my teeth can be like, oh, for fuck's sake, why do I need to brush my teeth again? Fuck's sake. No, I get so, I get so like, oh my God, this is a point this of is... maintenance that feels like dehumanizing. Why am I having to do this every day, <laughs> twice a day? Jeez. <laughs> Um, you know, so even that, but then if you can draw it back to that, sometimes in the morning I have to do that for myself because like mm. you, I'll wake up, I'll be pissed. And unless I do something, I'm just going to be pissed the whole day. <laughs> like, so yeah. I'll be brushing my teeth and just thinking about how I wake up and choose violence. <laughs> sometimes it happens. I'm not going to lie. Um, but you know, so I can be brushing my teeth and focus on that action of brushing my teeth and, and recognizing that in the moment I'm doing self care. I think for me, one of the mm. biggest things of ritual that I do on a day to day is my morning shower. Like I, love to have a shower in the evening so I love to wash off stuff but for me if I don't have a shower in the morning smelly or not Mm. and I I feel like I'm in a different world a lot of the time it takes me a lot longer to come in and I feel like a lot of people say that they're just like oh if you get up and get into the shower then you wake up think about why that is it isn't just because water's hitting your body and it's stimulating I mean it's because of that stimulating nervous system all that kind of shit but in the nature of water water um uh elementally bridges the world you know so water is a a a medium through which spirit can travel um oh my god yeah between air air, uh, exactly you know it's it's a medium think about about scrying think about the fact that you always have the water on your altar is that's what it's doing it's there to invite the spirits um so so when i have my shower i literally walk into the shower and i stand there and i wash off the my dream world yeah. you know and then so when I step out of out of the shower I've stepped it's almost like that's when I've stepped out of my dream world that's when I've woken up that's when I yeah. that's when I now I'm um, aware of this reality fully I'm here mm-hmm. um so you know even as simple as that like your morning shower it can literally change the fucking game of your day um and for me it's things like yeah. that even when I'm walking the dog and that can happen at different times of day so it's not like one of those rituals that's a thousand percent set in the timetable um but that for me becomes really ritualistic as well of kind of like it's my moment one of my main moments of connection with nature I'm out there I'm with my dog it's just trees and fields and birds and insects and rabbits and all that kind of shit and I'm just like experiencing that um Mm. and yeah so it's I do actually live my life in a very ritualistic way like that and also because I am a very habitual person ritual feels very comfortable for me it makes a lot of sense Mm. um do you work what kind of stuff do you do when it comes to, obviously we're talking about like the mundane ritual if that makes yes. sense um but when it comes yeah. to like a more ceremonial thing what what's your understanding of mm. that ritual for you in that regards what does it do for you why would we even do it oh well, I like to think that we alter at the altar yes. <laughs> alter a-l-t-e-r at the altar, A L T A. You're the first person I heard um, say that, and it meant made so much sense to me when you first said it. I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's what cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. We we go there. We go there to change, and not this sense of like changing something about yourself because you're so terrible. But if you're living this human experience right, if you're, you know, following your life's purpose, your individual life's purpose and destiny right, then you're growing at each stage. You're growing more you know, empathy, understanding, connectedness, whatever it is you're supposed to learn on your path, right? Mm -hmm. So going to this space and clearing out all of the old energy, you know, using camphor, if you use camphor, using sage, sage or 
bamboo there are a million things that we can use sandalwood to clear the energy out of a space and then introduce new energy to the space through the the burning of something that gives us a quality of something else that we're trying to bring in whether it be like love or money normally it's those two things yeah. right um there are other things like personal growth that you're trying to bring in or perhaps you want to trust your intuition more whatever it is you're trying to bring into that space um it, it's transformative you know it, it it's so important to be able to take that opportunity to do that this is why even even though i get kind of annoyed with the hype of like the new moon and the full moon rituals I, I see the benefit. I really do see the benefit of it. Um, so maybe hype is the wrong word. Um, I guess we're seeing increasing people, increasing amount of people seeing the importance of setting a point within the lunar calendar in order to like renew the self. Mm-hmm. Um, I think taking that time to understand the seasons and renewing yourself with the seasons is incredibly poignant because it's what we would have been doing when we weren't in such sturdy houses right you would have more connection with the outdoors you would have had all of these street lights on you would have been connecting to nature in a repetitive way and, and that also facilitates that that change because i think ultimately once you can get yourself into a space where you see that things can change and grow you start to develop less of an attachment to things in your life. And I mean, like in a healthy way, you're not going to be so on tight on holding on to those grudges or those emotions that aren't serving you because you are reminded that everything is cyclical and you can come back to the altar and you can discuss these things. You can release these things and then you can invite new things out in the place in their place because you never want to invite a void into your life. If you invite a void into your life, it's going to fill with something out of your control right mm-hmm. so we can release and we can bring in and that's what i think of when i think of like high ritual high ceremony um i also kind of think about how you know we're so taken away from these in our personal lives but the church has used them for millennia all different mainstream religions have used them for millennia political systems use have used these techniques for millennia like we've just had an election here in the uk we always always vote on a thursday thor's day um quite interesting thor is the type of character we see in ancient greece as like zeus it's that sort of bearded patriarchal father right almost like picking a day of a ritual which is about the patriarchal father um helps to maintain a system we're in right (laughs) i think it does um what would happen if they started changing their votes to a friday freya's day the divine feminine's day Mm. you know it's very specifically picked in this country it's always around may which is always going to be if you're looking at sidereal it's going to be airy season if you're looking at western it's tourist season either way these are both animal archetypes who are like ramming animals right they're 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 full steaming ahead in terms of what they want Mm -hmm. um i think it's just a very very specific powerful combination of timings picking a thursday and that sort of time of the year in order to maintain the patriarchal systems we're in bit of magical conspiracy for you there (laughs) it's all a fucking conspiracy as jay said (laughs) i think it's really interesting it's all a fucking conspiracy (laughs) all of it (laughs) i think it's really interesting that you pull up about like for example the moon thing because i've really struggled with that as well like you know all of a sudden It's, it's like, about a million it's like witches moon, on Instagram yeah. doing like new moon rituals, exactly. like which moon rituals. I'm not snubbing at all. I've joined them. I love yeah, them. I've joined them and we want the info. Um, <laughs> but, but there is that thing of a bit like where you're like, oh, right, this is a new thing. And it almost feels like the new wicker. Moon ritual work is like yeah. the new wicker and it's kind of like a yeah. way in. But I also, I totally get it because the moon is one of those beautiful celestial bodies that we have that really fucking gives direction. If you you know if you are an animist if you are somebody who who, want, who connects to nature in that way then what you will start to realize is as you just look around you at the natural world that there are 
is every all the instructions you need are in the natural world if you can stop and pay attention so the the nature of yeah. the moon and, and and her waxing and waning where how she gets to being full and new and dark like all of that kind of stuff is important we can see it we can see the effect it literally has on the planet on our bodies on the water um and so therefore it's a very natural place to you know to go to and to to begin to practicing using elemental energies um and it makes a, it does make a lot of sense. I mean, seriously, if I'm confused about what I should be doing and I feel like I want to do a ritual, then I'm just going to go, what's the moon saying? <laughs> Let's just link it to that. It's a really yeah. good place to start um, and to utilise yeah. um, all of those energies. Um, I I just find it really interesting to, when you, as well, when you're saying about like our political system. So I feel like when we did our episodes about cults, we began to, we spoke a little bit about how the um, how pretty much you know most kind of situations we're in could, could have cultic ideologies or ways of working, yeah, um, and that the government has that. And I think it's then it is really important, even though we do think it's a conspiracy, like all that kind of shit, whatever you believe, like to realize that all of these things in our society are all these important things are done on and times and days that were actually important to our ancestors you know that it's not just we haven't yeah. pulled out a fucking day out of nowhere it's, day out of our ass you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it's related it's around the day <laughs> related to yeah what yeah what the language is saying happened well it's also very close to beltane isn't it it's like a couple of it, same weekend as beltane oh shame yeah we just have like these these things are picked intentionally they're not oh yeah we just picked a day like no you didn't this this is literally the day in and of itself is designed to harness power to maintain the archetype of zeus what is the archetype of zeus a powerful all-seeing all-knowing all-loving um white guy on a cloud like (laughs) is that not the society that we're living in yeah they have candles <laughs> everywhere they have all, they they're the they're the fact checkers they're the truth holders mm-hmm. um you know it, it isn't it, this is a part of this is why i feel what we're doing talking about occultism is it doesn't make us devil devil worshippers it makes us it makes it's so important because when you can start to see how these systems are run and the dates they pick and the way they run their rituals it's no different than any other religion and when you can start to look at it like that you can take a step away from it and go whoa i was in a i was in a mass cult Mm -hmm. i was in a mass cult in whatever way it was they'd convinced me of a thing that was really outside of the true reality of things which when we pair it back down to a basic message is that we are nature and we're meant to be understanding what that means um not half of the bullshit they've got us doing. I know because if we um, all sat there, but they, they, like, they pick these dates because it keeps us in their trance. In their trance exactly. And, and if we all sat there and realised that, then they'd have no power of us, would they? Would yeah, it's it's really fucking pretty straightforward. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it's. I don't know when it comes to ritual as well. I feel like for human beings, I just feel like it's a really necessary and natural part of the way that we behave. I think it's kind of like one yeah. of those kind of almost instinctual things. Um, and with, yeah, I mean, with the governments and their, and, and their rituals and, and all of that kind of stuff, I think if you, if you look, you will, you will find it's, it's really kind of mm. obvious. Um, well, today is a day of brain blanks. It really is. Maybe I should talk to you about this. <laughs> I reckon when we're having brain blame uh, brain blanks around such an important topic, I I sort of see it as is something interfering with us on purpose because this is quite, this is a powerful topic yeah. and it's a powerful topic to talk about because it's not talked about enough. Is no one talks about how mundane ritual is. No one talks about the fact that last year or the year before. Gosh, I'm losing track of time. George Floyd's murder being shared around the world. Him being kneeled on like that with what has been what 
a symbol of black empowerment since um, Colin Kaepernick started bringing that to the forefront. Using symbols against people to cause such an atrocious murder, that whole thing to me looked ritualistic. I totally agree. I'm not saying premeditated or didn't happen. Please do not take what I'm saying out of context. This was happen. This happens. This was real. This was real and blood curdling and horrible that you could do that to someone, and it was played out to the world like a ritual. Yeah. And then George Floyd called Blue Murder to his. He called to his mother. Mm. There was an invocation. There was a murder. Mm. All of that was shared and repeated again and again and again. And if you know anything about rituals you will start to see how much of that brought the world to its knees. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about this lightly or with jest or we're trying to insert spirituality into somewhere where it's not needed, where it's just a political situation. Mm-hmm. None of this is just political. None of this is just political. And if you think it is just political, then they've allowed you to think it is just political. They don't think it's just political. Mm -hmm. They didn't strip millions of Africans from their spirituality, illegalize it, because it was just some frivolous joy thing that our ancestors did. They didn't take these rituals and then hide them behind closed doors for themselves for no reason. Mm -hmm when we start to discuss the weight of ritual from the mundane to the severe and disgusting like a murder at the hands of the state literally a figurehead of the state then you'll start to see how these things are they're they're transformative beyond all reckoning well a hundred percent i mean look in exactly what you're talking about with george floyd like whether or not I agree with you that not that it was a conscious thing, but if we look at the effects they had, it created it really created space from a whole movement. Like and mm. it did create I mean, I don't know, it definitely didn't create as much of a change as it should have, but these things never do and, and plenty of people have, have died in these crazy fucking circumstances. But with the effect that it had on the world, the knock on effect that it had, the conversations that it brought up, this is what we look for when we do ritual, we create change through it. Um and I think I think that those are all really important points, Jay. We live in a Christian society, whether or not, you know, mm. every country has a religion. We have to remember that. Like, it's one of them. It's one of the things that defines your country. Like, and this country, for example, the West, North America. Here, we are known as Christian countries. All of our laws have been made at times when our when the faith was the main thing that was ruling us. You know, so mm. we even have to think now in our modern times with our modern law, our modern politics, they are all literally still knock-ons of what was designed back in the day when Christianity was was ruling. And I say back in the day, it really has only been in more recent times that it's kind of okay, I guess, not to be a Christian. Mm. So when we think about it like that, and we think about all of the, like, just the fact that we've had tens of fucking generations of believing and behaving in certain ways i mean this is comes back to the to our last episode actually our generational curses and how we we behave i think um that ritual certain rituals have always defined our behavior and a lot of the time we aren't in control of those rituals we aren't in charge or even aware of the rituals that are happening but it's even things like fucking i mean there's obviously this the conversation about christmas and when christmas is and did did jesus even fucking was he born then or was he born in october or september who the fuck knows i don't know like but it definitely was on the 25th of December (laughs) but what did happen around that Mm. time of year is Yule what does happen around that time of year is certain magical things in the with the stars and their alignment um Mm. and we have for uh, you know I think for thousands of years had celebrations at those time of years because they're seasonal celebrations and that's one thing that we've always had is the fucking seasons right um but to recognize that all of our modern holidays all of our modern celebrations and rituals are based are usually based on the exact same days or around the same times of year as our old rituals that were actually completely and utterly linked to the 
to the reality planet space that we live in um is really important mm. i think to actually begin to take back a bit of power and control with it um i think ritual is so important for human beings and like i said it's the place that i feel really comfortable yeah. and i feel like it naturally like yeah if you just look at your life you will, you will recognize that actually naturally you do things we might call them habits but you could also call them rituals um and mm. uh i just think there's so much space in it for me doing a ritual like even like just setting a space so when you when you if you're if you want to do like a proper ritual if you're going to go okay i'm going to do a ritual with the the new moon to like fucking plant some seeds to 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 grow over the next month this idea or whatever it is then you would set your space you know so you would you you do the things that you would do when you were meditating or whatever else doing your spell work you're going to have your uh, representations of each element so you're going to have your water you're going to have your fire in the form of a candle you may have some kind of earth or some crystals or something you may have incense or feathers or whatever to represent air so you're going to have all of these elements there as soon as you've kind of brought that stuff into your space you feel it you then are going to connect in with that space you know so you're going to meditate or whatever you, you do to kind of focus in you're going to burn your incense you're going to clear the energy all of these things that we do create a feeling of change within you it is and doesn't kind of in my opinion it doesn't really matter what it looks like I used to be very much like it has to be perfect you have to do everything in this specific way or it's not going to work <laughs> but it doesn't because actually the change it's creating is within you so um you know I just think that so again this is a place I feel like where you can take so much personal power because you can create this change you can literally go you know if I sit there and meditate I can I can sit I can just sit down and, and do my meditation and that's cool. But if I light a candle and I light an incense, then I'm going to drop into that space so much deeper because I've trained myself to, yeah. to believe that that's the magical space, you know? So it's also things like this, recognizing how the human computer fucking works. This stuff literally will reprogram you. It's one of the easiest ways. I love that sentence. Isn't it? It's good. It is that. It's the reprogramming. Yeah. And we talk about it a lot. We talk about it with our manifestation, yeah. like this changing your frequency and all that kind of stuff. But I think sometimes it can everything I don't know it's ironic to say but I can be really overwhelmed by how spiritual shit can be and it's so serious but actually <laughs> sometimes it makes me feel so much better to understand it as that as a reprogramming or a retuning like and to understand that my my brain mm. is a computer bio computer and that I have the ability to reprogram that that fucking makes sense to me and it it makes mm. me feel like I do actually have the ability to do the things that I want and need to do kind of thing I don't know that was a long yeah, run. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I, no, I, <laughs> I think this has been an episode of long runs. Yes, <laughs> a couple of moments of forgetting what the hell we are talking about, and then long runs piled on top of that. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, hope you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> no, no I, I, I completely this idea of this reprogramming ourselves. You're, you're constantly picking up the energy from other people on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, you may be carrying around shit that's not even your own so you doing this maintaining this this daily weekly monthly whatever it is taking this space to be able to retune reprogram think through the last however long and think about perhaps the way in which you can handle that situation going forward now that you've learned from it you know all of that helps to rewire our neural pathways it keeps you neural neuroplastic in the mind it keeps you growing it keeps you evolving because if you are growing and evolving you're going to find it easier each time you come up against anything that you know makes you feel anxious or scared or upset and you're going to be able to handle it with a little more grace each time and that's what we're trying to do right we're trying to find new graceful ways to handle situations because if, if we don't, then we're just constantly going to be spending a life getting into conflict with people. And, you know, you'll achieve a lot more in your life by being in communion with people than you will being in conflict with people. Um, and that doesn't mean shrinking yourself down or not setting your boundaries. In fact, it's it's highlighting the kindest ways you can do those for yourself. The kindest ways so that you are able to step out into the world as um, the most communicative person version of yourself um things just go a lot better then mm -hmm. um and, and i think if you can think of yourself getting towards that point that's what you're working towards 
and understand that it isn't something that you get given in a pill it takes work then you will start to see the value in the work mm -hmm. it's weird i can be really uh work shy at <laughs> times Me too, babe. but this is like work <laughs> yeah this is work that i i don't mind doing i don't mind that it takes a daily I, i'm not gonna lie and say i absolutely love it it's so good doing all of this shadow work and rituals where sometimes you're sat there like sobbing to yourself sobbing for some ancestors seven generations ago that you've never met but you know you're sobbing for them it's it's not always fun it's not it's not glamorous and i i, I guess now's as good a time as any to like pick on some of these beautiful rituals that we see on tiktok which look they look great but you know where where's the where's the heart where's the heart if you're not doing these things if you're doing these things heartlessly like without that sort of thought and emotion and connection then then it's just you putting some rose petals in a jar <laughs> instagram babe that's all it is oh god so sorry that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking <laughs> you know what I'm on about I'm not I'm talking like... about the people who are really in it they're genuinely like these are the herbs that you need to be able to use to help you and move forward in your life like no here's a really witchy pretty image That's... isn't it pleasing aesthetically this is the thing man I think I think Emma spoke about this our mentor RB a mentor she spoke about yeah. it recently on the TikTok or whatever like <laughs> your ritual bath ain't gonna look like that fucking ritual bath on the Instagram bro it's not gonna look like that it's gonna look like a hot mess and the hot messier it looks yeah. the more it's gonna work like, and then there's gonna be some yeah, of course. epic cleanup afterwards so you don't block the drain <laughs> like you need to realize these things like the reality yeah i love seeing these pictures on instagram and tiktok like these videos where someone's like laid out these bars like lemons and it's like flower heads and it looks beautiful it looks idyllic and it's like hashtag self-care hashtag spiritual bar really um yeah what you need is to wad up some metals feel the sting i'm just saying i don't know if it's just me but if that spiritual bath looks pretty like it needs to for me it needs to look like i don't really want to get in it for me to feel like it's going to work it looks it's like what is this swamp like water it's just a load of green in here. <laughs> you come out, it's all stuck to you. That's that's the real cleanse. Exactly. That that is gonna get you spiritually like that is gonna clean you spiritually up. Spiritually wavy fam. You, it's gonna be good. you actually said something <laughs> earlier that I really do want to touch on for this. Um you said yeah. about like for example, doing smoke clearing with your sage and yeah, and making sure that you don't just create a void and that you invite stuff back in. And I feel like this is something that is actually missed quite a lot because everyone's all up uh, all about their sage all about their white sage like which it really so, so now you've cleared the space now what, now, exactly. what exists here that's what i'm saying is everyone's like you know okay let's just get some sage sage is gonna be the one to do and you know sage is a fucking beautiful strong herb and it is gonna clean that mm. space but what's once once something is open it's okay so imagine like this right you've got a glass of water well water is all about i'm all about that in mm. this episode you've got a glass of water it's full right so then you you open you so so you want to you want to empty the glass so you empty it into like you put it into a pot of water, right? The water that's in it is going to come out, but more water is just going to keep going in. As soon as that void is emptied, then there's it's just it's going to almost act like a vacuum and it's going to pull yeah. whatever's there back into that space. So if you're going to use a sage light herb, you also then a sage light herb. A herb like sage. Yeah. A herb like sage. That cleanses the space like that. Then you also want to use something that is going to invite in what you want. You know, rosemary's great. It's a beautiful for protection. So if you're doing something. I love using I use, rosemary. Do you know what? One of the things I love about rosemary is just having it there as a protection. So one, when I had lived in a house, I used to have two rosemary plants and they sat on either side of my front door so that that was it nothing yeah. bad was fucking coming through that front door <laughs> only bad stuff was when I was coming out no <laughs> joking um so it, you know really be aware of actually the tools that you're you're using 
there are so many different things. Mm. And I think especially it's really important to learn what your country uses. So obviously at the moment, everyone's all about white sage and Palo Santo. And if you live in England, that shit don't grow here. Yeah. It doesn't come from here. <laughs> like It comes all the way from the other side of the world. Of the world. It's, not, it, it's not great. We have stuff that this, we have, beauty, any country you're from will have its own magic, its own genus loci, the spirits that you, of that space that you are supposed yeah. to connect with, the own her, the, its own herbs that are going to work the best in that space. So kind of having a look, like I mm. love just like our normal, I don't even know you call it, red sage, I think, green sage, whatever it is that we've got yeah. over here. Beautiful, simple, also really yeah. good cooking. Yeah, you can get it from Asda. Get from Asda, babe. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Asda for your risk ritual bath. Like, exactly. Tesco, done. You're done. Um, you know, <laughs> don't need to order this white sage from some person who claims to be a shaman from like Santa Barbara. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's always going to be something like that. <laughs> get it from get it from where you are. <laughs> What's the other one? Joshua Tree. That's the place to go, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, kind of being aware of that stuff and knowing that you have everything you need around you to create these rituals. I also just like I looked up. So I wanted to know what the word ritual actually meant, because obviously we are talking about it loads, but I thought, let me just come with an actual, you know, Britannica Encyclopedia says, (laughs) ritual, the performance of ceremonial acts prescribed by tradition or or sacerdotal decree. What the f- I've never heard that word before. Ritual is a specific... (laughs) (laughs) Ritual is a specific observable mode of behaviour exhibited by all known societies. It is thus possible to read ritual as a way of defining or describing humans. I fucking love that. Like, wow. so everywhere, everywhere you've gone in the world, every sect, society, culture of human beings has ritual. It is fucking formative for human beings to have ritual. This is a place where we can- It's commit. kind of mad that like, the whole reason we have like fights and wars over things is because you, you, you've essentially not been indoctrinated into the same- it's fucking crazy, isn't it? Rituals that I have. <laughs> this is another conversation. Sorry. Let's not even start going down that road, babe, yeah. because we don't yeah, have that not... long left. <laughs> we don't have that long left. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's another great place to to understand that it connects us all as human beings. You know, there's obviously such a big conversation about what we're taking, what we're appropriating, what we're appreciating. Really important fucking conversation. There's also another level of mm-hmm. I feel where we you know, there has to come a time where we start to understand the things that connect us just as human beings, as human fucking beings mm. on this planet. And ritual is one of those spaces. And it is so easy to create ritual for your people. Like I love, cause I was for mm. a long time doing women's circles and they're really beautiful, simple ways to connect. And women have this, um, I just wanted to drop this little fact in there before we go. Um, women is, this is scientific fucking fact boy. Women, when six or more of them, <laughs> when six or more of women get together in the same space in an energy of support, like of love, like non-bitchiness, yeah. like non-judgment, then they we all start to naturally release oxytocin. Men do not have the same thing. It doesn't happen when they gather. When women gather, we are supposed to fucking gather in this way and we are supposed to support and create ritual right so we're starting um we're starting women's circles down down at the ymca in tottenham (laughs) (laughs) be there saturday (laughs) just all of the women anyone who identifies as female turn up but look she's doing a love circle she's fucking joking about it but we are this is one of the things we want we are going to be offering like for us to have these circles where we can gather so get ready get ready get ready get ready <laughs> wow I didn't do you know what I feel like that's a factoid in the back of my mind where I'm like I kind of I must have known that or maybe I felt that because when I have been in situations where the women around me have genuinely been like lovely and there's a lot of us mm-hmm. like buzzing yeah like I, I'm probably yapping more than I, I am now <laughs> do you know it's we are wonderful it's beings. Great. We are fucking wonderful, full of magic, constantly connected yeah. to the universe. Like, don't let anyone tell you you're not. You are special goddesses. Yeah. And no drama about anyone else, where, whoever you are, whoever you identify, that is absolutely fine. But just in the sense of like the tradition and us having this sisterhood, I think it's really important to kind of recognize that the connection between women is actually so beautiful, and it is like, like n- nothing else. 
like nothing else mm. it's coming to our surface anyway how lovely <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I think now is a good a time as any. Um, if you've got any rituals that you do, let us know, you know, on our Instagram page, underneath our posts. Like, yeah, tell people about what we're talking about here too. Um, visit us on Instagram, uh, the Afro Animus podcast, TikTok the afro animist podcast twitter afro animist <laughs> um if, if you've not seen us on youtube or you've not seen us on spotify we're on both and either so you can make your way to both and either um and yeah probably worth mentioning on the 15th of october um at the magical women's conference we are going to be uh doing a workshop on shadow work you know afro-indigenous shadow practices and how it helps us to evolve as human beings Mm -hmm. and how it's important to understand the shadow and the afro diasporic means to understanding what the shadow is um because it's not going to be purely an afro diasporic event we're going to be um teaching these principles in a roundabout way um talking through um deities from various traditions that might might be more applicable to a wider audience but at its core it's what we know from obia and indigenous practices so it's going to be a really really good talk and i'm really excited about being able to run this like journey work um session oh my god it's gonna be so good it's gonna be so good guys like seriously get yourselves ticket and turn up because i'm actually missing out it's gonna be amazing yeah <laughs> i'm terrified i think it's in, um Ken- <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's terrified but she's gonna be perfectly it's fine amazing. she's gonna be full like <laughs> stage mode when she's out <laughs> it's gonna be good <laughs> no but we're, t- we're we're gonna be bringing to you guys something that is actually really important to us and things that we have first-hand experience doing something that is core to our spiritual lineages with obia and um, various other practices that we we use um it's gonna be it's gonna be good it's gonna be really good so that's the magical women's conference that's gonna be in london i think it's in is it in kennington kensington so it's in London. In magical London. women's com- wo- magical women's conference in London. I look it up. But link, <laughs> link below. <laughs> On that note, um, thank you for listening to the Afro Animist podcast. I've been Jay Percy, the artist, and I'm Nicola. As always, it has been amazing. And tune in next week. See you then. Bye.